Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And now let me introduce you Odd Rod and his <laughs> choice of 90s collect future collectible cars. I know you have to agree with this. Excuse me while I go to the restroom. <laughs> oh, man. It ain't that bad. Come on. All right, Can't hear you. All right, we are talking about the 90s collectibles, and I think um, anybody that knows me knows we can't get through this list without talking about uh, the 91 through 96 B-Body, which more specifically, your 94 through 96 Impala SS. Really? Really? Oh, sorry, that was off? Yeah, 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 that was rude. Anyhow, guys, um, so anybody who's ever known me knows I love these cars. I've had about every variation of these cars possible. Uh, but more specific, How about a cool one? I've had a couple of those, too. I think the one I got right now is pretty cool. Um, but no, Only because it's cold outside. <laughs> the uh, 94 through 96 Impala SS was a great car. Of course, John Moss um, actually developed this car out of the Caprice in 92 for the SEMA show. And the buzz about this car was so in demand that they actually put in a pr- production a couple years later. So in 94, they upscaled a Caprice in, you know, basically the, all, that's all it is. It's a Caprice with an upscaled trim package. You got, you know, um, a nice leather interior. You got different trim pieces to the car. The bumpers were a little bit different. And you got outfitted with a nice set of 17-inch Holden wheels um, that gave the car a great look. Um, you know, in 95, you're leaving things out. Mr. B-Body. What am I leaving out? All right. You just said it's got, first of all, let me give you a lesson, Odd Rod. When you're talking about cars, it's got a nice gray leather interior. No, Grandmother's Caprice had a nice gray leather interior. This thing's got gray leather interior with the SS embroidered bucket headrest. It does. How did you miss that? And of course, it's got the throwback emblem. From the 60s Impala, actually 58, if you want to get exact, right there on the side. Do you know what kind of animal an Impala is? Yeah, it's a, um, it's, well, it's a deer, but antelope. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like that. It ain't like a buck, yeah. like this. I'm, making, I'm putting antelope. It's more antelope than. Yeah, but you know what I mean. And, I mean, I mean, this car was a it's throwback. It's a deer, bro. It's, it's a deer, bro. Yeah, it's like, but it's, but it was had some really neat touches to them. It, did, it you know what that really did it. And stepping in the interior, the gauge, uh, the gauge cluster in these cars was absolutely amazing. The gray interior, I thought, was actually awesome. I, th- I think a black would have been cooler, but they used what they had. They used what they had, um, you know, and it had perforated leather seats in it um, that were very specific to the Impala SS. I wonder how the cows keep the guts in with perforated I know, leather. I know. It's a, but it's cool, you know. Ninety-four. In ninety-four. Where do you get perforated cows? Oh well, you gotta go to the perf pasture. Perf pasture. But ninety-four, these cars were only available in black, and I think that's because GM didn't know what to do. Um, in ninety-five and ninety-six, the cars were opened up, and they offered a uh, dark green gray metallic and a uh, dark cherry metallic. Um, two beautiful colors. It's taken a long time for the green gray to grow on me, but um, actually, ninety-five, the green gray is the rarest, uh, lowest production number. 
um, of car made. So that's actually your your money car. Guys, I want to tell you something right now. I just want to paint a picture for you. Clear your minds. Robert is over here rubbing his hands together, sitting on the edge of his seat. <laughs> you would think he right now. My, he used my government name again. We have, because you're not Odd Rod no more. You're Robert. <laughs> and he's sitting here on the edge of his seat, and he's rubbing his hands, and he's like tapping his feet, and he's swooshing back and forth in his chair. He's wagging his tail. He is <laughs> so happy right now. You're like a kid at Christmas, and I love it. It puts joy in my heart. I mean, other than you talking about them palace, but anyway. Go on, proceed. Anyhow, in '96, they were upfitted with the uh, floor shifter, which or console shifter that everybody loves. Um, also, the highest produced year of those cars. But you know what? Um, Hot Rod Magazine produced an article, I think, back in no, oh, like 2009, saying these cars have le- reached a low number, and I, they dipped a little bit lower than that. But I think right about now they are at their lowest dollar value. I think these cars are going to really start to make a climb. I think they will be popular. Um, they're that well. They've always been popular. I mean, you got Impala clubs. I mean, you guys got a secret handshake and everything. No, we I do. Mean, I'm not even like you start doing that. I turn around because I don't even want to see it. Well, it's cool, but, you know. And and there's odd things with these cars, and it, it there's does, odd people in them. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it extends past the Impala because, like, there, you know, very few of these cars escaped the factory. And I'm saying the B body in general. This even extends to wagons. They actually had roll-up window cranks in them. They didn't have electric windows. That's a super, super rare thing. I've heard of one Impala so far that escaped with that. Um, so finding a car like that would be absolutely rare. Uh, I think you'd have something on your hands there. The 92 Mule car, if you could ever buy it off Rick Hendricks, he paid a million dollars for it. So Lord knows what you'd have to pay Just for Just write it. him a check. Just write him a check. Um, you know... Um, Tim Allen actually has a kind of a clone of the mule car. It's got the uh, 510 cubic inch marine motor in it with a dual throttle body setup. It's 502, called, not 510. Uh, uh, no, actually, this is it's a 510? It is 510 marine motor because um, that car is actually called the Benford 5100. That's insane. It's insane. It's their marine motor, so it's it's not even a normal motor they would use. Well, it's big as a boat, so it makes sense. <laughs> But uh, I mean, these cars—they're—they have a lot of odd tweaks and uh, twerks about them. Uh, a lot of people like uh, upgrading them, and this is why I think these cars are going to have a value to them. For one, Cash for Clunkers got a lot of them. Cash for Clunkers even took some of your Impalas, um, but it left—you know—I I think it left the production numbers lower because of that. And I think the value is going to climb on these cars. You know, and and then you have a lot of people that like uh, changing things about them. Like it's real popular to take the ninety one, ninety two taillights off the sedans and move them over to their Impalas because they're a little bit different. So you're left with a lot of Impalas that don't have normal Impala parts on them anymore. You know, a lot of things like this are very popular to do these cars, and I've done it myself. But actually, what you're doing is decreasing the value of the overall car. Um, With these cars, I think your low mileage is going to play a key factor of it being a valuable car and i've even seen some of them you know with around twelve thousand miles sell for around the 18 to twenty-two thousand dollar mark already keep in mind this was only a twenty-eight thousand dollar car when it came out it's so, 95 though yeah you got the cost of living has went up dramatically since then oh absolutely but so n- now these cars are with lower miles is actually reaching their factory price point again is what i'm getting at so I think there's going to become a, a residual value for these cars, but I think it's going to have to be a very low mile, 
Um, very well kept, very well maintained, you know, Impala. And what's cool about them is they came with the LT1 power plant. So, you know, for a big car of its day, they actually got down the road pretty good. Um, Tim Allen once said about these cars, because Tim Allen is a huge B-Body fan, Tim Allen once said it's like a, a Corvette and a Cadillac had a love affair. And that is the best way to describe one of these cars. Because it has the, and I'm going to use my air quotes here and speak very loosely when I say this, but it has the Corvette-based LT1 in it. Exactly. That, and, uh, and that's something that drives me insane. It is a flaw. It's got that Corvette motor. That is not it's true at all. It's got a Corvette engine. There's nothing about that thing that came off a Corvette. No, there's. you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's the based LT1 off of what came in a Corvette. It is not a Corvette motor whatsoever. Um but it is the base of that. It's uh, you know, it's a different. It's a cam. Corvette themed. Yeah, it's a different cam. It's a different set of heads. It, you know, it lacks uh, thirty-five horsepower from the Corvette. But it's it was a steelhead LT one. A steelhead LT one. It still packs an attitude. And you know what? The car is. And it, the grandma that buys it packs lunch. <laughs> but it, is, it has every bit of luxury that a Cadillac does have in its time. So yes, to say that it's like a Corvette and a Cadillac had a love affair is a very honest statement. Um, I'll give you that. And all four disc brakes. Um, now, here's a unique thing about a uh, Impala or well, any B body. If you ever look at one, the f- back wheel set is slightly forward. Drives me insane. It's an inch and a quarter off, if I'm not mistaken. And GM finally here recently admitted that that was a factory defect. And there's companies out there like uh, Metco and uh, UMI who make uh, upper and lower control arms to extend it back to its proper centered position because it is a design flaw. Well, you know, all four people that drive them are probably easy, easy, so happy, easy. And you know, another cool thing is the police cars and the different options they had on them. You know, go ahead and give us like some numbers. I love it when you do this. All right, so R two D two or whatever it is. All right, real quick, if you want to find an Impala SS, go in the trunk and W X three is the code you're looking for on a police car. It's a nine C one, and very rare for a wagon police car. It's a one A two. So. There you go. Of the list of things to never remember. Guys, stay tuned. we got a commercial break coming up right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. It's Rob Pitts. Hot Rod. What's happening, dude? We are talking about the new collectibles of the 90s. Of the 90s. That's right, guys. Crazy we're about, times. We're talking about our next, not really. We're talking about our next generation of collectors. <laughs> You're right. Actually, Actually it was kind of lame. But I lived it. I mean, I was there. But uh, we're talking about our next generation. I've seen every every second of it. It was, it was you know, underwhelming like at best. The next generation of collector cars. And then, you know, these 90s cars, some of these cars are really going, I think they're going to be very valuable one day. I think so. I think so. I'll tell you next up on our list. Let's go a little import again. You want to? All right, let's let's flashback. I'll tell you what. What are you thinking? I'm thinking a little Japanese. How about the 300ZX? Ah, another Nismo. I love Nissan cars. And we're talking specifically the 90 through 96, which, in my opinion, of the 300Zs was the sexiest. These were yeah, good-looking these, cars. These are great-looking cars, man. They they span generations. Uh, power plant's amazing. The, the, the modifications available is amazing. The car itself is amazing. You know, everything's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It was equipped with a three-liter V6. It actually came in a naturally aspirated version, which was your base model. Came automatic or five-speed, or you could get the three-liter twin turbo, which pushed out 300 horsepower from the factory. Twin turskies. Twin turskies. These cars look so cool, too, if you pop open the hood, because they had the dual throttle body set up and the downpipes that went 
uh, down in the front on either side. It's very symmetrical. It looked amazing, actually. They were very impressive-looking engines. Now, I will tell you this. It was a 4-cam 3-liter V6 that was also used in the Maxima. <laughs> so they just what, turned it around made it rear-wheel drive. But, which is funny. You know, it's funny you should mention that because if you ever get your hands on a Maxima of that era, that is a very, very, very quick Maxima. Oh, yeah. I had a five-speed one. I yes. love those things. That you know that that's something that people don't talk about that often. Those years of Maximas with that engine setup well, is you know, a very cool car. If to you have. look at those year cars, you know, in the back quarter window they had 40 SC in the back glass four door sports car yes. from the factory. It said that. Yeah, those years Maxima, man, those things are absolutely amazing. But so these cars were really cool, and like I said, you got to think about it. this was before the import craze hit. Yeah, these things. I mean, these were just, you know, I mean, common cars, really. But, I mean, and the thing about a twin turbo, other than a little emblem on the back, yeah, no there idea. was nothing, there was no difference in it whatsoever. You had no idea. And these things came in some wild colors. Like, they had like a robin egg blue one. Of course, your wife's reds, black silvers, and all that stuff. They even had like a yellow pearl color. Yes, That I was did. gorgeous. Yep. Uh, one of my friends actually had one of these cars. It was a non-turboed version back in high school. I'll never forget it. Because um, it was at the time that I had my 280ZX Turbo, and uh, so we kind of cruised together with the two cars. That were, and it was actually my friend at the time had the 240, which later became my car. Um, so we all had this little Nissan thing going. But, you know, and it was three totally different cars. That's what made it awesome. But still, out of those three cars, his was probably my favorite. That 300 just That's a, it's is a good beautiful car. car. Beautiful it's that car. 90s styling. And that car, you know, I don't know if, because I don't follow the import scene that hard, and I don't know if anything was ever said, but you know, I think it's, uh, I think it's very obvious that the 350Z that came out later very much took its styling after the 300. Well, you know, of course you had a 350Z and now the 370 and whatnot, but these cars, I look at it like this. I look at that 90 through 96 as the C4 Corvette. Yeah. And then the 350Z is the C5. It's a more yeah. sophisticated version of the Z car. You're nail on the head when you say that. I agree. I tell you what, we're shifting gears. You know what? I ain't done with this whole Asian persuasion yet. You know what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? How about the Mitsubishi 3000 GT? Other than a couple of oil leaks, these are great cars. And also, well, if you prefer a domesticated version, the Dodge Stealth. Stealth. Which still packed the same Mitsubishi it was the same motor. Car. <laughs> yeah, it was just a rebadge and, and three thousand. But you know, Mitsubishi's not exactly known for making the most quality item in the world. But these little cars pack some punch. These little cars, for what they were, are actually pretty neat. I had a friend that had a bright red, um, and she actually had Stealth in high school. Which I mean, it's the same thing, but. Um, these cars are actually pretty responsive. They're pretty fun to drive. They handle very well, um, and I think yeah, they're going to be a future. Collector. I don't think I don't think your non-turbo cars. I think your bases are not going to hit on much. But when you start picking into the VR4s, the 3000 GT, the turbo cars, yes. these are the cars in the turbo still same idea. The VR4s, you know, they actually had reactive steering, so they had four wheel steering. Yep. They actually had the spoiler that popped up when you went to high speed, and they had a win spoiler under the bottom of the front that came down yep i mean these cars i mean we're talking about a 1990 model car yeah 91 92 they're way ahead of their times you know and and the things they offered 
and, and a very good looking car too. It was, I mean, it really was. It was a good. The Mitsubishi's to me looked a little better than the Stealth. I but. agree. I agree. Um, I think your Stealth tried to take, uh, your Stealth tried to take on the persona of a Viper a little too much with a cross grill. Mm. Um, maybe a little intrepid thrown in there, but uh. I, I agree. I think your Mitsubishi, the 3000 GC, I think definitely uh, surpassed as far as looks and, uh, go. I'm going to tell you something. These are already cars you don't see anymore. No. When's the last time you've seen one? I know. Thank God. <laughs> well, you know. But I think, I, think the, I think the market's going to be there for them to be a future collector, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there is. Because, like I said, these were a serious contender in the early 90s for a performance car. You know what? While we're you know we're speaking a little domestic with it being the uh, Dodge Stealth, while we're on the domestic taste of things and and a car I think have slipped both of our minds, how about lean over to the Ford Probe? Ooh, God. yeah. I think this I, is the worst name ever for a car. Yeah, Ford's uh, Ford's done some good Do you ones. Really, look at my new Probe. Yeah, but these have that same. Have you look. driven a Ford lately? Yeah. Um, these cars have that same look, though. I think there's a, I think there's a market for the right models of a probe. I will never forget probably one of the coolest people I knew growing up. His name was Johnny Rainey, and Johnny Rainey was like Mister Cool, yeah. blonde hair, blue eyes, ladies' man, and he drove a brand new probe. Yeah, because <laughs> nothing says I'm cool like. Well, when it was probe. new, it was a new probe, but well, I mean that's the only way you really want a probe is when it's new, yeah. right? But I mean, but there again, when's the last time you saw one of these cars? Um, I actually, it's funny you mention that. I know where a maroon one is sitting that is in decent condition, but it's the only one I know of in existence. Probably, yeah, it's the only Ford probe that I know of. If you have a Ford Probe, send a picture to the Hot Rods and Happy Hour page. I want to see it. Yeah, because, I mean, this is a car you just don't get to see anymore. I just got a feeling you'll have an easier time getting a picture of Sasquatch than a Ford Probe. Yeah. And and, and, and the, no Google images. I want a real one. And bonus points for if it's in good condition. If it's crappy, you get bonus points. I just want to see one. <laughs> um, But I, you know what? In certain models, and I don't. I know these cars were available in upscale models. Yeah, Probe GTs. Yeah, so um, I, in certain models, low numbers, low production number, you know, the right color combination. Again, I think these cars are going to be worth some money. I think they fall right in with that Dodge Stealth category. I think they fall right in with the Buick Riatas. You know what? You might be right, and that's another car that is going to... It's a little kitschy cool. It is, and those cars already have a pretty heavy following, actually. Yeah, good auto fare. There's like four of them there. Actually, there's like 40 of them there, which is even scarier. Whew. I think it's all 40 of them in the world. They're multiplying. I'll tell you what else is multiplying. These commercials, guys, we got to stop again. Stay tuned. we got more Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. you got Rob Pitts. Hot Rod! What's happening, do I? You know what? We're talking about 90s collectible cars. And there is a lot of them. I'm thinking trucks. I like trucks. SUVs and trucks. Ooh. First thing that pops into mind, GMC Cyclone. Ah, uh, the SS pickup. 454 one. Well, okay, well, we can get to that. I'm talking Okay, about, okay, you just want to, okay. I'm just thinking, I mean, that's I, a good one. I was, I was like, getting ready to list I mean, off about, some good ones. These trucks right here, I mean, well, there's several good ones. The, four, the first gen Ford Lightning. Yes. You know, I'm not even a Ford guy, but those are great trucks. But anyway, 
Back to the, to the cyclone and, of course, the typhoon. The typhoon, rather. <laughs> typhoon. typhoon. The typhoon. Uh, the, the typhoon. Ty- I like that. I wish they had combined the two and just had the typhoon. The, uh, you know, the typhoon, which was the GMC Jimmy, basically, or yeah. S10 Blazer. So, and then the Sonoma. Or the- yeah, and the cyclone was a Sonoma or S15. The, uh, the cool thing about those trucks were, I mean, this was, you know, coming off of all the technology they learned off the Grand National with a 3800 V6, and now they... They put that on the 4.3 V6. Which, which was, was great. This was a great time for Chevrolet. Well, it was a great time. You got to think about it. You had a 300 horsepower V6 pickup truck that had a 0 to 60 time better. I mean, like 5.3 seconds. I mean, these things would hold their own now. Yeah. We've and this ta- was like 1990, we've already 91. Talk, we've already talked about these trucks because they did make the top 10 list of fastest trucks ever produced. Yeah. And, and the thing that's cool about them is, I mean, like, they, they are around. There's like one for sale on Facebook Marketplace now. Yeah. It's a little rougher, but, you know, it's a, it's still, a still great truck. I mean, when's the last time you've seen one? Exactly. I mean, these things, if you see them, they're in museums, and there's a reason why. You're talking about all-wheel drive. You're talking about power well, they, for days. you got to think about it. They had the 4.3, and they didn't keep a standard automatic. They actually had the four-speed automatic from the Corvette in them, which yep. was really cool. Yeah, it was actually, if you want to say this had a Corvette transmission in it, this It's did. got a legit Corvette <laughs> transmission in it. <laughs> yes. like, like, these go to Bowling Green, these go to the Hot Rod S15 truck plant. You know? Yes. Um, it's, it's, it goes with the Cyclones and the Tafans. <laughs> and the Tafans. Um, absolutely amazing little truck, though. And, and SUV. Um, you know the two. First of all, two door blazer is just cool. S10 two door blazer is just awesome. Um, I don't know. I've actually owned one of these, uh, just a regular two door S10 blazer. These things are just cool in and of themselves. Take and pack the power from a uh, well, I mean, typhoon. You, yeah, from a typhoon. We got to think about the 2.8 V6 didn't leave a lot to be desired. No, the 2.8 is a little <laughs> yeah. at best. And uh, <laughs> but the one thing of all the residents of Greenville County that's you know born late 70s early 80s as you know our water district we had about 65 billion of them so you know what back in my day we had a lot of low rider s10 two-wheel drive blazers <laughs> riding around in greenville water system blue <laughs> no but i mean these in and of themselves the s10 blazer the square body is awesome you know the s10 pickup truck in the square body is awesome but man, you throw all-wheel drive, you throw a Corvette transmission packed with this evil little 4.3 liter, and man, it's a wicked combination. Very cool. Like I said, you know, turbo power. I mean, it's just a neat ride. Especially when you slam on some ground effects and paint it black. Well, you know, they actually made a white one too. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And these are. And I, mean, I think just that's going trucks. to be. I think that's going to be the one to have. I'll be honest with you. Any of them, I'd be happy. To yeah. Have. Yeah. Um, I think your white one's a very... Uh, it's a unicorn. Yeah, it's on a little higher level of rarity. But uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about another little hot rod GM pickup truck. How about it? How about the 454 SS? And you know what? Even if you can't splurge and get a 454, the 350 Sport version is still pretty cool. Uh, I don't think the collectability is there like the SS, obviously. I look at those 350 trucks like a fake gold chain. <laughs> like it looks the part. They're, but it ain't the part. They're pretty. It, it's a it's a cool little truck. But the, they look just like them. They're the they twin. Do. They do. But they ain't got the grunt. They, they well, I don't think the 454 SS had the grunt either. It had the torque though. Yeah, it did have the torque. It, it may not be. And able it to, had all the equipment to make the grunt. It, it may not been able to outrun a Corsica, but it could pull. Oh down. no, it outrun. A, see, that, now that's the thing. You but can't it, be little. It. Well, it could definitely pull one across town though. Well, you got to think about it. no, no. See, this is where you're wrong. 
Now, GM had a really bad habit. Instead of outsourcing, they dug around in all the other parts bins. Yeah. They took a 1990 short bed pickup truck, Silverado truck, loaded out power windows, power door locks, loaded out for 1990. Right. They put the three-quarter ton 454 engine in it, but in a half-ton truck, a 410 rear axle, and a three, count them, one, two, three, three-speed transmission in it. Which pretty much meant you got horrible gas mileage, but had a ear-to-ear smile going on. But you talk about positive traction, so you talk about something that will light up the tire, a burnout machine. Absolutely. And enough torque to jerk a church off its foundation. <laughs> yes. So this is the thing you got to think about. I mean, granted, was it a horsepower beast? Yeah, but what in 1990 was? Uh, you serve a valid point. Other than a ZR1 Corvette, nothing. But you know what? It's like you said, these trucks give you the potential to make a horsepower monster, too. And, and I mean, you got that. This is just a little short bed, regular cab pickup truck. These things were cocky for what they were. Three words to wake these trucks up heads and cam. Yeah. And you open Head, them up. Heads, cam, intake. You can really do some work with them. These things had a throttle body fuel injection on them, which really didn't help. But, um,. You know, I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, with the 14 rear axle and all that stuff. But these were good-looking trucks. Black, and, of course, they had the 454 SS, you know, stripes on the back. Good-looking trucks. All of them had that red kind of crushed velvety interior in them. Eh. Yeah. little yeah. pawpaw for my taste. But you know what? They were good-looking trucks. I've always liked them. I've always had a little soft spot for those trucks. I even, for in terms of factory wheels... I could live with those. That I could up. live with one of those trucks originally. And, of course, 1991, they went with a overdrive transmission. had a 700R4 in it, which made night and day difference with the 410 rear axle. Right. Um, but, you know, these trucks, I think the, the thing that's going to make these trucks rare and worth money is so many people did hot rod them. So many people customized them. So many people lost the wheels and, and threw something custom on there, lowered them down. Took it to the muffler shop and had some wheelbarrow pipes put out the back. Exactly. So... You know, to find one of these trucks that has never been messed with, is in absolutely factory stock condition, you know, low mileage, they're out there. And well, I think those are going to be some high-dollar trucks in the years to come. I think there will be some high-dollar trucks. And like I said, you know, you get your restoration companies now like LMC and others that are making restoration parts for the 88 through 98 Chevrolet pickup trucks. Absolutely. So you got people actually restoring these trucks. Another little hot rod truck. We're going to have to switch sides, though. No. I know, I, know, I know where you're going now. Hey, 93, 94, 95. These little trucks were a rocket. Now, let me say something also. I think this is another thing that Ford knocked out of the park. The well, first Gen Lightning had the looks. Um, you know, it, it didn't miss the mark bad on performance either. They, were, well, they packed a little punch. This is the thing you got to think about. Chevrolet made the first move. Right. But I think they were a little premature. I think they could have put a little more thought into it. It looks like they gave a guy a week to design the 454 SS. But you know what? Chevrolet has always been guilty of that, and and I'll mention the Impala real quick. <sighs> they did the 94 through 96 Impalas we talked about earlier, and then what Ford do? A few years later, they come out with a Marauder that was a far better car. And, and for years, again, Chevrolet and, you know, I got one sitting outside the studio. They came out with the 03 to 06, uh, yeah, 06 uh, Silverado SS. Again, what happened? Ford released the Gen 2 Lightning that was a way better, way faster truck. Chevrolet has always jumped the gun on doing something, and Ford has knocked them down 
Well, I think Ford let him make the first move and just outdid him. Yeah. Um, Ford, of course, started with the F-150 short bed regular cab pickup truck. But this isn't a regular, a regular, regular cab pickup truck. This thing had a custom interior in it. It had bucket seats with a nice console in it. It had a leather-wrapped steering wheel, lightning insignias embroidered in the seats, tube rear bumper, 410 gears, 17-inch titanium wheels on them. And, of course, equipped with a 351 roller engine, which is also known. comes with a GT40 heads, GT40 intake. And I want to tell you something. These little things would haul ass. I mean, that's the best way to sum them up. And look good doing it. It was a good-looking truck. Yeah. All monochrome, of course, you know, color batch grill bumpers yeah. and all that stuff. These were super powerful trucks for their days. And I'm talking about, I mean, this thing had aftermarket SVO parts on it from the factory. It had GT40 heads. It was a roller 351, which is basically the idea taken from the 5-liter Mustang, but in a bigger displacement. And really, the wheels and tires on these look great. It's a good-looking good setup just all the way around. Yeah, this is a truck you can buy, You know, especially if you had one that was in factory condition nowadays. You can take it to a car show, and it'll stand its own. I'll tell you the one thing I've never understood. The black ones, you'll never notice this, but they also made red and white. You ever notice? It's got a white grill, white bumpers, and black door handles. Yes, it does. Well, they got a little lazy. It's like, why? I mean, why? You it, know, I mean, just... It's like we got a little lazy there, didn't we? I mean, if it was a chrome door, I don't even understand it, but it was a black door handle. Yep. Something that always just blew my mind about those trucks. Well, you know, at some point, they, they get a little cheap on you. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if it's an afterthought or if it's just one more thing or what. But, I mean, and these were great trucks, though. And, I mean, just Ford really knocked it out of the park. Now, I'll tell you one thing where they did drop the ball slightly with the Lightning. The 454 SS lost none of its truck capabilities. Right. That's the one thing it didn't do. Right. It, would ha- it had the same payload as any half-ton truck or a little more. The four, Or the uh, Lightning, you couldn't put, but, like, I mean, it was very light, the payload weight, and you towed nothing with it. Yeah. Speaking of towing, we got to go through another set of commercial breaks, man. We got this, man. You got to hang on, Odd Rod. Guys, stay tuned. We have more Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Odd Rod! What's happening, duad? All right. I want to give you some hints on our next 90s collectible car. All right. Go ahead. White Snake Cassette. <laughs> okay. High Top Converse leather <laughs> shoes. You know, I already know the car, but keep on going with the hints. I like it. Nice combed hair in the front, a little long in the back. So you're talking business in front and party in the back? Yes, sir. Next, I think you're going to mention rear window valences, the trailer park, and maybe four center blocks. Possibly. We must be talking about Camaro. That's right, guys. The <laughs> mullet machine itself. And, I mean, this is the thing. The third-gen Camaros have already really t- taken off. They These are. cars are getting really popular. Have you ever owned one? No, I haven't. All right, I, I owned an 88, so it's a little pre-90s, but still. I owned an 88, and you know what? These aren't bad cars. They're not really good ones either, though. No, I mean, I don't know. It was a fun car to drive, though. It really was. Which was a V8 one? No, I had a V6, but I didn't have the, I didn't have the 2.8. I had a 4.3. But still, I mean, these were fun cars to get around in. They're not terrible cars. Um, mine I traded for a Blazer, which I, I did way better on. But, I mean, in all seriousness, these are not the worst cars ever made. A uh, V8 one is a lot of fun, actually. Uh, the 305s were a little sick to the world. But you got a 350 TPI car in these cars? <laughs> no, the 4.3 liter was actually better than the 305, actually. Did they put a 4.3 in those? I thought it was a 3.8. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. Three eight. Sorry, my bad. But but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. three oh five. There's just not a lot to it. It's kind of gutless. But the uh, the three fifty TPI cars, and then you know, some of your three oh five cars with the five speed in them, they were a lot of fun. And you didn't have just Camaros. You had your GTA Trans Ams, or just your TAs in general and Firebirds. Now I will say, if you've never owned a third gen Camaro or Firebird for all that matters, and you're thinking about buying one, I, w- I want you to know something up front. If you ever have to change a fuel pump out in one of these cars, you're going to hate life. It is the worst thing in the world. And why GM did this, I have no idea. But in order to change your fuel pump, you get ready to drop your exhaust and your rear end and then drop your gas tank. There's a lot of cars like that, actually. Well, what we did... Thunderbirds are like that. What we done is actually made an access panel on top of the the, uh, uh, pan of the rear, you know, where... In the rear, it would be the trunk pan, but yeah. where the hatch is. Yeah, open the hatch, and there's a flat spot above the rear end there, and you can actually cut a square and get to it in like five minutes. Just make you a little trap door. That's all you need to do. But, yeah, if you ever got to have a fuel pump issue with these cars, it's terrible. But, uh, yeah, other than that, though, they are awesome cars. They are a ton of fun to drive. They're cool cars. You know, it's a solid rear axle car, a little burnout machine. It's, it is. It's a pony car. It you is. Know? Short, short, short deck, long, long nose. These are fun cars to drive, like I said, and they've become extremely collectible, especially like your GTAs, any of your anniversary RS editions, things of that nature. Another thing that I think is going to be collectible is your 93 through 02 Camaros. Yeah, now this is going to skip out a little bit of our uh, our 90s mark, but, but I think it's fair to say because they quit production in 02. Well, the fourth gen Camaro was sophisticated. I use that word a lot in this episode, but I'm going to tell you something. That car, of course, you know, the LT1 was yes. in your 93s, which was leaps and bounds above a 350 TPI. But the thing that's cool about it is you also had, you know, four wheel disc brakes. You had, you know, 16 inch directional wheels. You had a all new style car and it was a good looking automobile yeah, my first wife had a 93 z20 it actually looked like a shark going down the road yeah it's, it's pretty ba- it's pretty bad my first old lady had a v8 camaro and you did not rod what's up with that i know that's crazy but then they swapped over and put the ls1 in the cars in 98 and that's when it got turned into a catfish well that that's wasn't my favorite i've seen some look better than others yeah but I love my favorites, the 97, the white cars. What's it like, the 30th anniversary? The white yeah. ones with the uh, orange stripes. Those are good looking Camaros. They are good looking Camaros. Now, if I can flip to its evil twin and you start talking about WS6 Trans Am, now you're speaking my language. Well, let's don't get too far ahead. How about the Formula Firebirds? The Formula Firebirds are great looking. Knight the, Rider himself. I mean, the LT1 Trans Am. I had an LT1 Trans Am. I love those things. I mean, white, graphite, leather, six speed. They were good-looking cars. And then think about the uh, anniversary Trans Ams that came yes. out. The white with the blue stripes. That was a very good-looking good looking car. That was a great-looking car. But when you talk about now WS6 car, interesting little quick story. That is the first car I went over 140 miles an hour in. One of my friends uh, from Chester, Will Inman, he had one of these cars. I think he still got it actually. Uh, white, black leather guts, and of course it's LS powered. And I never drove one at that point. We were young, and. Um, we took it out to well. You've been on the belt line heading down toward Union. Don't Drake. incriminate yourself. <laughs> well, you've been out to the belt line. You've been down to a road. You, yeah. Okay. Well, this is past statute of limitations, so I don't really care. You've been down to the belt line heading toward Union County Dragway, right? Yes. It's a long straightaway. Very famous drag racing spots, well known. But anyhow, we we went down the belt line, and uh, I think it's roughly a quarter mile from the top of the hill to the bridge, and. 
yeah that car did every bit of 140 in there on and we took it out and done some smoky burnouts because those cars would just do it man you want to have a good time in a car just smoky burnouts do you realize you just went did you just go trailer park on me that thing will do it I, it'll do it for dale i'm telling you man it'll do it for calm dale. down robert is your hair growing out Woo, do it for dale yeah i think i'm getting a mullet just thinking about it right now those cars are fun, though, man. They are fun cars, and I think because of there being a pony car, the Mustangs are going to be a collectible. The Camaros naturally are going to be a collectible yeah, car. Yeah, your 35th anniversary one's in 02. Um, like I said, it steps a little bit out of the 90s, but with them ending production right there, I'm okay with that on these well, cars. Well, I mean, and, and like I said, you know, these cars, they can be purchased worth the money right now. You oh, can buy absolutely. a nice car. But there again, qu- mileage and condition rule all in this yeah. your nice low mileage cars i think those are going to be the ones that are going to get picked up first and going to bring the most yeah your anniversary cars i, I think they even had a pace car sneak in there didn't they i think uh, i don't someone will have to double check me on that have one to double check on that one i don't guess they did have 93 indy pace car yeah yes it was go. the black and white two-tone there you go sure did had to, had to go through the old back computer <laughs> yeah but uh, you know your pace car, your uh, all your anniversary editions. You know you had your twenty fifth, you had your thirty, and your uh, if you go into O two, you had your thirty fifth edition uh, edition cars. Those cars are going to be your money cars, your SS Camaros, uh, your WS six Trans Ams, all those cars like that. With like you said, the, well the Ram Air cars, just the Ram in Air general. car, yes, those were really neat. And I mean that they look good too. And God, for a Pontiac, when you put Ram Air, something just like Dodge putting him on something. That's just that cool thing that goes with it yep um so these cars with your you know your your low production number cars you know your oddball colors things like that um like one of the camaros i've seen is it comes in that it's a it's an homage to the greenwood green with the tan top and tan guts very odd color car very odd but that's what's going to make a value car um you know low low mileage pristine original Original cars and unmodded let say, cars. Let me say, original. Well, like I was talking about with the Fox bodies. I mean, people want unmolested examples of their dream car. Yeah, absolutely. And, and these cars are out there. They're, these cars are obtainable, too. And I'll be honest with you, you can buy these cars cheaper than you can buy the Fox body Mustangs. Yes, you can. Um, and have a great car, too. I mean, a lot of fun to drive. And, and be honest, at the end of the day, you have twice the car. Oh, yeah. I mean, really and truthfully, it's a little bit newer, more horsepower, obviously. Um, you know, the LT1's a great power plant in these cars. I think, you know, I mean, I wouldn't go out and be hunting down V6 cars or anything, but, you know, any Z28, of course, your SSs, we even didn't even think about those. Yeah, those the SS cars. Were, those were fun cars. A funny story, and this is back in my Mustang heyday. My dad had a 97 SS Camaro, mm-hmm. and I drove a 96 Mustang GT. And me and my dad left the house at the same time every morning. And every morning we turned on to a very popular six-lane highway. I bet you didn't get to win much, did you? I never did. (laughs) I'm talking about 300 times in a row I got outrun by that SS Camaro. Thanks, Dad. I I would imagine so. Just ruin your morning. On the way to school. I mean, I'm just driving to school, kicking stuff. I'm just mad. That's how I started my day. (laughs) Just ruined a good day. I'm telling you. Well, I'll tell you what. You drove a Mustang, so, I mean, what does that tell you right there? I don't know. I'll tell you what, guys. It's been a great time. Um, I hope everybody has a happy New Year's. I hope whatever your resolution is, I hope it turns out for you. Or if you're like us, just keep on doing what you're already doing because you're probably awesome like us. Or you know, or just fake it till you make it. Whatever. Exactly. 
All right, guys, you've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Be sure to check us out online. Holler at us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear in the new year. That's right, guys. I tell you what, we appreciate you listening, and we're going to rock on through the new year with you right here on 106.3 WORD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.